Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelien here with Glenn and Darcy. And today we will be discussing tenant relationships. So it's at the core of the business. Uh, human relationships are a key element to uh, real estate and uh, particularly, you know, uh, customer satisfaction and uh, dealing with tenants. So today, Glenn, do you want to get us going? No, let's get Darcy to go first. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I, okay. I will. I have some follow-ups, but it has to be out, build on someone else's point. Mine don't have points to start with. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. Okay, because I got uh, I got some ideas. I'll start with a story. You know, one of the I've mentioned this before in other podcasts. As soon as I say what I'm involved in, whether it's at some casual social event or whatever, um, you know, we get this. Oh, uh, my husband and I tried that, or. Uh, we rented our basement, but I just hate tenants. And I, oh, really? And I, my, I, my rejoinder is quickly, oh, I love tenants. Uh, you know, I, the relationship with the tenant is critical to my business. Um, if you don't love them, you should be in something else. You just, and it's good that you're out, you know, that you hate tenants, you shouldn't be renting to people. You, <laughs> you, you can't do that. Um, so I, t I talk about it constantly as a relationship. And this is the little story I, I'll start with. Um, early on, I had some of my uh, managers and they got roughed up. Uh, you know, people are people and they have weird things going on in their lives. And, you know, they let them down or they lied to them or something, or they're hard to collect from. And this is, we're talking about the 1% of 1%, 90%, 99% are just amazing. They just want to have a home, pay their bills, live quietly, do whatever they do. You know, there's a, couple of people every now and then that are act outrageously and they, you know, color the experience. So one of our things we did is I said, listen, the word tenant was starting to come sound like a curse word when we were talking, it would be spit out of people's mouths, tenant, like it was a bad taste. I said, all right, for the next six months, we're not going to use that word. We're going to come up with a euphemism or an alternative word to describe who we're talking about. What'd you come up with? <laughs> well, we, we came up with client, uh, resident, customer, um, anything you could use anything, but if you said tenant, you had to hand me a loony. This is back when people actually carried cash, uh, for the younger <laughs> listeners out there, you know, cash is like a, a virtual currency. It's a physical <laughs> marker that you can put in your pocket. Um, so, you know, someone would say tenant and then I go, Oh crap. And I'd hold my hand out and I did too. It was hard not to. So we were all carrying our own loonies in our pockets and swapping them back and forth, but it made the point, um, quickly. It's Did you have a, a jar? It's, have a it's jar? almost like the swear jar, right? <laughs> um, it mostly, it just passed back and forth. There's a way to remind each other. This is not a curse word. When we talk about tenants, they are not a bad word. These are the primary reason we're here. We're not here to, you know, some people get caught up in this business about picking baseboard and, and flooring and renovating. That's just spending money. There's no special skill to that other than you can walk into the bay and spend people's money. Spending money on renovations is not a management skill. Anybody can spend money. But if you can create a, re a profitable relationship with a resident or a tenant, a client or a customer, that's a management skill. And that's highly valued in our organization. So we just want to flip that on its head off the top to make sure that they are honored for what they really are. They're the primary uh, part of our relationship. There's my investors, there's banks, there's other contractors. That primary relationship is between me and a resident, me and a customer. So um, that's how I would start it. So we swapped 
loonies back and forth, it actually radically changed our culture. People that were, um, you know, actually spitting that word out, started getting the point. These people are important. And it's not the easy ones. The easy ones, nobody cursed. It was the ones that were difficult. And there's a handful of people that are going to make your life dis- difficult. And how you manage that is really going to determine your success. So that's, a, you know, that's one of the ways that we have yep. dealt with it and has changed our relationship with our residents. Yeah, I think, and it's something you've, you've said in the past, Darcy, where the tenants are key because they're the ones, you know, they're the first-hand uh, witnesses of what's going on at the property. So they inform you, like, you, you know, it's in town. They tell you, you know, what's, 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 what needs to be repaired. So they, they have a key uh, role to play. And I think, yeah, the words are important and uh, uh, customer satisfaction, satis- resident satisfaction are, are be- way better ways to... Um, to, to describe those relationships and um, and you I think it's interesting what you said too about having a work culture because you have employees um, I have um, contractors I deal with um, but I think that's uh, yeah that's quite inspiring and um, and I know for myself yeah um, I I so the, for me it's all about my time I want to be in control of my time and there are times in the morning t- morning, Morning time is dedicated to um, high productivity work where I don't want to be distracted. So I, I delegated. So I like this book called uh, Who Not How by Dan Sullivan, who's um, uh, an entrepreneur coach here in, uh, in Canada, in Toronto. And uh, he talks about how to delegate certain tasks. And um, so I've delegated some of it. Uh, some of my customer, some of the interaction with the tenants I've delegated to um to somebody local and um uh, and it's and i get interrupted only when when it's an emergency and then you need to define emergency but uh and then otherwise it's it's only i get a little report uh, in the afternoon during weekdays and then i i i i, I remain the one who handles those reports because i i'd like to be a um, you know, uh, in the know, I want to know what's going on, which buildings are um, having issues, and uh, that helps me, you know, to anticipate um, uh, where where budget's going to go. And um, how do you pay out. this person? Is it like a flat rate, or is that percentage of something, or how do you? How the do flat you... rate, and when we have busy month, I increase a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> guess it's my turn. Um, when we talk a lot about systems and building this out, right? And it comes down to strengths and weaknesses for myself. And I know from when I used to do my Canadian real estate, I am very trusting with tenants and I um, am too sympathetic to let them, you know, to make deals and stuff like that. So, um, it also, it, this goes back to my own house, even, you know, the good cop, bad cop with our kids. Uh, I am the good cop <laughs> <laughs> and my wife is the bad cop and uh, it's a system that works. But um, when you, you know what you, you know, what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And um, uh, it's different with contractors if people just have minds are going there. Um, but with tenants, they're, uh, I'm sympathetic to situations when stuff happens, right? And it's not really where I want to be. I don't want to be giving breaks and other things. Um, so I've delegated all of this. It's a system, 
just like any other system that I don't handle anymore. Um, if you, the way I look at it, I want to work myself out of a lot of these jobs and by hiring property management to do this for me, um, it takes it off my plate. The problem with doing property management is that they vary in quality extremely. Um, I've fired more property managers than I have. I've probably fired like 15 and I have like five. Um, and so it's a, it's a, it's, that's where, how I've dealt with this whole thing is that I, I don't deal with them, but I deal with it indirectly. So like we had a tenant uh, in, on a property in Ohio and they were in a motorcycle accident and the property management had the contact with the girlfriend and figured out their situation and figured out the thing. And she was, it's nice the way they, when you have a structure of who's above who, because then they can say, you give me all the information, I will take it back and I will talk to the owner. And it's nice for them too. They, they have someone above them. They don't have to make a decision on the spot when they're talking to someone. They can step back from the situation and make a, a more logical decision than uh, um, an emotional on the spot. Um, but anyway, in that situation, like, yeah, okay, what's the situation? What's, what, uh, how are we going to get paid? Um, there is a rent program that will cover the rent while he's in the hospital from his motorcycle accident. Are we okay with waiting for the month for that to be caught up and, you know, for them to go through the program? Are they making the steps to do the program? Hey, you know what? I'm a reasonable guy. If you are making the steps and you're filling out the forms and you can send us the property manager copies of what you've done, no problem. I have no problem with that, but it's, it's one of those things just by um, having this, like already having a person in the middle, the, you don't have to make the emotional decision on the spot. You can take a step back um, from those difficult relationship questions that they come across. Yeah. And I well, think, sorry. Ahead, the other thing uh, which reminds me is um, it's always, I try to take my time at least one at least an hour because you know when you have a situation you know it's good to take your time and uh, one of my co-investors uh, she she takes forever to to reply and uh, there are lots of advantages to doing that um you know you want to reply quite quite quickly to with a with a solution when when, when you're faced with a problem but it's mm -hmm. good to wait a little bit so that you're not uh, i like this book called um the four agreements and it says you know it talks about uh, don't take anything personally uh that's it's a it's a character trait you know when when something happens you know there is a, a tendency to take it personally and uh, and taking the time uh, so that you're not in the reaction but in the response and uh, you take it with calm and, and you approach the issue um, in a calm way and uh, bringing a solution uh, strong with a solution, I think, is um, is uh, yeah something that's important to me. Mm. Yeah, I've, go ahead, Darcy. Sorry, I, I was thinking about um, the orientation of our business. Like, I I have published my phone number and direct email on the. I do uh, newsletters uh, to most of our properties. Um, they're not on a perfect schedule. I tried initially to do quarterly quarterly newsletters. Hey, we're doing this. We're doing this. Uh, please be reminded to recycle, uh, you know, things in a triangle, the one, a three and a five, this kind of stuff. Uh, like you might experience in a strata uh, to provide that level, level of service. But on the bottom of it, any notice has my name on it and phone number. Um, a handful of people have called. So I have taken those calls. I do have a property manager and I want to direct them to my on-site managers. 
But I do offer that opportunity. If you feel you're not being heard, feel free to call me. Um, you know, I'll take your call um, without any filters in between. I don't have a secretary or an assistant that filters for me. My wife thinks I should, but um, I do. I do appreciate the agility of being able to do it really quickly and take care of it. But I'm also mindful that I don't want to undermine my the property onsite manager's authority by overruling things. So I will say it. Take. I'm listening to you. Let me think about this. I'll talk to you know Stacy. I'll talk to. Um, you know, um, Joe, and uh, we'll get back to you, or I'll get him to go back to them. Say, listen, this is what we talked about. Um, because it's not an unreasonable request to say, I'm not exactly happy with that. I'd like to speak to the manager, as the youth say. <laughs> so I allow them that opportunity because I think people value uh, their voices being heard. Um, so it's not super efficient, and it does, it, it can burn some of my time, but. It is a reflection of how highly I think of, of our residents and tenants to offer my time to them. Now, I have to be careful not to get stuck into um, silly. And that and that's it's tempting because if I'm not there and a he said, she said is really. And you've hired already someone to do exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. So, so if you step in and do that job, then. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. You're disempowering and disincentivizing your agent. And everything I'm trying to do is to make them uh, capable, competent, and empowered to act in their job. So anytime I do that, I do it quite carefully. And I'll bring them right into the conversation. Because often the tenant won't want them in the conversation. They want to hear just one side of a conflict. And if I say tenant, it's the same as my child or anyone else. They want you to hear only one side and not get a measured response. Um, I do, a, a, you know, a couple of things that are, we keep mindful of how our uh, relationship with tenants is I consistently keep looking at what their experience might look like. And we talk about um, a tenant experience. We talk about when we're selling the suite uh, or leasing apartments, you know, from the street to the suite, that everything is consistent. You're not uh, looking over piles of garbage in a dirty hallway into a beautiful suite, that everything's consistent. They would never be ashamed to bring a friend by. But I do the same thing from the back parking lot to the suite, that they have to walk by the dumpster and where we keep our recycling and where the bike storage is and where the parking lot is. And there's, you know, if there's big holes and puddles and an overflowing dumpster that has um, uh, bed frames, well, that's Tuesday, um, you know, it looks awful. And their experience is, is degraded by this. And I'm aware of that. I'm on it, whether it's lighting and cracked sidewalk and broken sidewalks and lifting concrete and crap like that from the back to the, to the suite as well. And through the laundry room, that that experience is top of mind, that I'm looking at it from my residence eyes and seeing, is this valuable? Have I, am I getting good value for this? I'm paying $925 a month for this. And the laundry machines are broken all the time. And they haven't fixed that wet spot in the hall where they cut it out the drywall and patched it seven weeks ago. And it's still a hole there and it looks creepy up there. And I can see spiders building webs. I see all that stuff. My managers get inured to it. They see it and walk past it because they know the process. I've tried to get a drywaller in and we fixed a, a bathroom rather than the hallway. I chose that one or the other. It still bugs me, it still bugs me. And I see it and I'm the fresh eyes that go, we have to fix this. If I'm a tenant and I'm looking at that hole for seven weeks, it's unacceptable. It's just not acceptable. Get on it. Scratch back doors. I hate that. Move in, scratch up your walls in your hallways. I see this as soon as I walk in. I'm super visual. So I see everything, every single thing. 
it may make me hard to live with. But I'm, I'm on it, like I said, a tenant's eyes. The back door is scratched up. The hallways are scratched up. Things are disarray. I like them all tucked away. Um, and that's just, you know, I'm keeping in mind, I'm offering a product that is most people's most highest expense monthly and annually. My tenant's highest expense is their rent. Um, yep. So they're really motivated and they're watching carefully whether they're getting good value. I want to make sure there's left money on the table that none of my tenants feel like they're getting squeezed, that all of them are kind of secretly chortling and going, this place is great. I'm getting a deal on this place because that settles um, turnover. Yeah, turnover is Solve it before it happens. Absolutely. Because you get less calls about these maintenance issues. Absolutely. You've already fixed them. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, I, I said this before, a building where everything works is worth way more than a building where everything's broken. And it's, it's a hard mindset to get around that it feels like our residents are complaining when they tell you that drywall hasn't been repaired for seven weeks. The back door is scratched. There's a giant puddle outside the back door. The dumpster's overfilled. You know, those are degrading things that lower the value of your building. Um, I, I appreciate them pointing it out. Thank you. You are keeping us on track because my value here is to increase the value of this asset and improve your experience. Both things together, we got to win everybody's happy. My investors are happy. My bank is happy. I'm happy. And I sleep well at night and you sleep well because you're living in a great place. Um, it doesn't have to be adversarial. Sometimes it goes off the rails, you know, um, you know, sometimes cockroaches happen. Mice come in at winter time. They look for a warm, dry place to, uh, warm, dry place to live. And you're going to find mice or silverfish, or someone's going to bring bed bugs into your home because they got a piece of used furniture from a thrift store. And the headboard had bed bugs in it, or Aunt Tilda's bed frame had bed bug eggs on it from five years ago, and now you're freaking out. Um, that stuff happens. It's how you manage it. Um, nothing's perfect, but we do try to manage those expectations and relationships because they're critical to us. All right, okay. that's just how I see it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think these are good insights into uh, tenant relationships. Uh, thank you everybody for uh, tuning in thank you Glenn thank you Darcy and we look forward to seeing you all next week beautiful thank you thanks, Ari everybody. <laughs> all right. Bye. thanks guys <laughs>